a podcast to gear up your professionalism. Welcome, listeners, to the Career Gear Podcast. I am excited to share with you tonight a very special guest, Tatum Henderson, and she is a recent graduate of Clarion University. She has two degrees, one in psych Soch and one in secondary education social studies, and those fields seem like they're really different, but we're going to talk tonight about how they're actually very, very similar and how that degree line has really prepared her for a career that she's really excited about. So tell us, Tatum, a little bit about yourself, what you're doing, and all of that good stuff. Well, I recently got a job at Jefferson Clarion Head Start, and I work in the central office in Brookville as a family service worker. And there's a ton of room for promotion, um, advancement, a ton of professional development every day. They really promote professional development, which is great. It's a great environment and they're very motivational. So motivational that I decided to go back to school and I'm going to get my master's in social work from Edinburgh University. That is exciting. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. That that I think says a lot about your organization and what they value. Um, but I also, when I say you are a recent graduate, you graduated in May and were hired like what, a week or so after graduation, right? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was working really hard, pumping out those job applications and you wouldn't believe that the job that I applied for like three months before they called me is the one that I got. You know, you get towards the end and you start getting hopeless and then they call you and you're like, oh my gosh, I forgot. I was really excited about this. I thought they forgot about me. <laughs> right. So that, you know, really probably caught you right in the middle of the COVID pandemic when everything sort of shut down and everything got crazy. It was a blessing. <laughs> yeah. It really was. And so you applied back in what, January, February, and they didn't call you until the end of March and April, somewhere in there? Um, yeah, like I think April, it just really goes to show like, d keep tabs on all the places that you apply. Cause I know in that last semester, you're worried about finding a job cause you got student loans to pay, but it's not just a job anymore. It's a career. Like you're not just looking for a waitressing gig anymore. You're looking for something to really commit to based on the last couple years, whether it's two or four or one, you spent a lot of time in school and now you want to use it. Yeah. So definitely keep tabs on all the jobs that you apply for because when they called me, I had totally forgot that I even applied but I was really excited <laughs> when I freshened up on it. <laughs> yes, yes. Did you use a tracking system? Like how did you keep track of, of all of those applications? Because you were sending out a lot of applications, I remember. <laughs> oh, I was. I didn't start tracking until probably around like March when one of my friends, and that's why I'm saying keep tabs, because one of my friends had showed me her tracking and it was an Excel document. It was set up so nicely and I tried doing that and then eventually I got a call, but that, that Excel document really was like a lifeline trying to keep track of all of the places that you keep track of, like when you sent in your resume or your application, different jobs require different documents. Some of them won't even take a cover letter. Like a lot of the jobs I applied for didn't even want a cover letter. They just wanted your resume. 
So you would write down like what you sent them, when you sent it, make sure you made like a line for when you called to check on the job. And then if they called you back and if you got an interview, if you got a second interview, it was very cut and clean. And I tried doing that, but I tried a little late, which is why I had forgotten that I had applied to the Head Start. So when they called me, that's what I mean is like, I was so excited and surprised. Like it was a little surprise to me. Like I was like, oh gosh, awesome. <laughs> I didn't even remember doing this. But if you keep track, it's, I mean, I felt bad when they called me and I was surprised. It had been like three months, but that just goes to show like, don't give up hope. Always write it down. I was starting to get hopeless. I didn't want to write anything down anymore. I had for some reason, I had been applying since my second to last semester, just trying to get ahead of the game. And it was too early for me. And realistically, like they wanted me closer so that I had my degree to start because the degree was required for most of the positions I was applying for. And I stopped keeping track because I got hopeless. So just don't get hopeless. It takes a really long time. They probably have a lot going on too and looking at a lot of applications so make sure you, you're keeping track in that Excel document or writing it on a paper, whatever works best. Yes, yes. You don't want to seem like I learned the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> it worked out. It's just we don't recommend that way. <laughs> yeah, it did work out. But yeah, I wouldn't, I would do better next time if I had to redo it. So, and I, I think that is a big part of, of you know, we all, I've, lot, you know, as, as you know, about career readiness skills. And a lot of people think about communication and leadership and teamwork, but career management is a big part of career readiness skills. You really have to manage all of those details, not just the skills that you're developing with how to write a resume and how to interview, but the whole process, like it's an actual process. And, you know, generally you, you, you figure out a system that works for you. I'm a huge fan of Google sheets. You were using Excel. I know other people that have just, you know, kept track in their notes feature, like made a table on their phone. The reality <laughs> is it doesn't matter what system or software you're using. It matters that you have a system um, and that you started as early as possible. So you started, that's what matters. Um, and, and that was really fruitful for you and really worked out. But it is, it is a great system to keep in place to really manage these, these career applications. Speaking of career management, you were a CU professional badge earner, were you not? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how that process really helped you to develop the skills that you needed to go through that process because it's, it's I think we have established it's a grueling process and you were prepared correct yeah oh gosh um I owe a lot of credit to Dr. Slattery um because she required it but I realized yeah it was a requirement and I did it but once I did it it was so beneficial to just keep doing it and I came to you multiple times, um, meetings with, you know, your career counselors, um, whether it's on the phone for five minutes for a pep talk, or if it's in the office for an hour, because you have, you're trying to get all your frustrations out in this resume that needs to look perfect for each individual job. And I think a lot of it um, was like, attending professional development at the university that helped me so much 
I really liked the portfolio building um, lesson that we did because professors can only cover so much in class. You can only learn so much from everybody and everybody has something special to offer, but I remember hearing a lot about portfolios in class, but we never actually talked about the specifics. So attending that professional development day really helped me um, to understand like how to organize it, why you need one, why you would use it. Um, really, it's just basically an advertisement of you, like a, just a book of all the things that you've done and what you have to offer. And that's so important to have tangible evidence of what you have to offer to other people. So I think building a portfolio is super important. I don't even know that it necessarily matters what degree you're in because you never know where you're going to end up. Like, yeah, you might get a psychology degree, but there is such a wide range of, of jobs to mm -hmm. do that it really can't hurt you to build one because you never know whenever it's going to come in into play. And then we did the, the resume and cover letter building um, an interview. We, at the professional development day, we focused on interviews, which was really great too, because it's if you practice beforehand and talk about what someone's looking for in an interview, it really settles the nerves before you go in. Because then you have an idea, not only of yourself and how you're feeling, but maybe what that other person's thinking. Absolutely. And I think if uh, yeah. listeners out there who have heard multiple episodes, I feel like every guest has talked about practice interviewing with our office. Um, so if you are a Clarion University student and you have not taken advantage of that yet, I would encourage you to get on the schedule to do that. Um, if you are not yet convinced after the podcast episodes you've listened to about how helpful that is. Um, Me too. It really, I see such growth in students, but more importantly, you guys see the growth in yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Like I am totally different from who I was a year ago whenever I was coming to you from Dr. Slattery's class. And I was like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> what do I talk about? I really don't know. <laughs> we um, will send this podcast out to her class. <laughs> oh yeah, we will have to, because it, it really was, it was so helpful. And it really does start off as like something I have to do for a grade, but it really turns into so, so much more than that. Um, so much, personal development and career development like I'm more confident as a person speaking in front of people just because of I mean not only like student teaching and stuff but really a lot to interviewing because I feel like interviewing practice with interviewing helps you to understand the place of the other person other than yourself mm -hmm. it really does and that is so important is being considerate of what the other person is feeling or thinking or that really shapes how you're going to respond to them so the only way to be relatively well at that is to practice i mean you're never going to get it down packed with every single person because everyone is different but if you can get a a general sense of confidence in yourself that will make the difference honestly and the only way to get confident is to keep practicing and it's really uncomfortable, isn't it? Oh gosh, it's so uncomfortable. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we're putting that out there. We know it's painful. But oh, it 
at the same time, it's, it's, you know, Tatum's still here. She's talking to me still. We're still friends. Um, so clearly it, it did not destroy her. It, it just, it just helped her. And, and, you know, again, I go, I'm going back to these career readiness skills. We've talked a lot about communication, career management, this professionalism and work ethic, because you've talked a lot about how your current position has provided ample opportunity for professional development and really encouraged that. And that was something that, of course, you, you also did through the, the professional development program by earning a badge. Um, earlier, we were talking a little bit about portfolios and, and this development of a portfolio because you don't know where you're going to end up. And my question to you is, do you feel that creating the portfolio helped you to think about the skills that you developed? Oh, absolutely. Because it takes time to make those materials. Um, whether it's a lesson plan or a flyer, maybe you're in a sorority and you're trying to advertise some fundraiser or just an event and you wouldn't believe how far a flyer will go in an interview because it's not just a bunch of pretty pictures for an exciting event. You're expressing like bullet points of it's, it's a communication. It's a way to express communication. Like it shows you can get to the point of a topic. You have to be specific about what you're trying to advertise. And even for like my position, when I showed those kinds of documents, they were like, wow, she knows how to communicate in writing and in person. It was getting to the point, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to make apparent to people who look at this? It doesn't need to be long. So they really, really like to look at those things to see skills that like you might not even have known you had. Like I've caught myself in interviews, them bringing up skills and I'm like, oh, wow, I guess I did do that. <laughs> so even before going into the interview, there were things I still didn't know about myself until I was practicing in the interview, but definitely building it, it gives you talking points. So if they ask, what have you don't done to show that you're good at communicating with other people or that you can handle organizing events for other people? Well, I made a flyer for Wingo at Clarion University, or I made a lesson plan and this project is what went with it and this shows that I can think critically and also not only do that myself but try to help other people do that and then you have something to back it up like there you're not just talking they can see concrete evidence of how you're doing those things yeah. so I I'm a big backer of portfolios I think they're super important and they really help you gather exactly what you want to say and provide evidence because evidence is very important if you want to get a job. Yes. And we say that all the time, but it comes with so much more weight from you because you've <laughs> experienced that success. And, you know, I love that you have really incorporated all of these different career readiness skills that we're telling students all the time that they need, but you were actually just through this process and showcasing these and actually having employers bring up things like communication and teamwork and leadership. So that's awesome. Um, I just want to bring up one thing because while we're talking about skills, earlier when we were sort of doing the pre-interview, you mentioned about how beneficial some class projects and assignments and some different group things that you did with Senate were in regard to skill development and, and then going into your professional position and realizing, huh, 
I'm actually better at this than I thought I was. So I want you to walk students through that process or through that mindset because I know when I was a student, I hated things like group work and writing reports and, and things like that. And I'm sure most people dislike that when they're in the process, but I would really like you to share your revelation with our listeners. I, I definitely also hate group work. I always have. I've always been the kind of person that just wants to get it done and do it myself so that I know it's done. But something I've definitely learned, especially in my college years and right now, um, is that it's never going away. So you better practice it. And sometimes you're doing the teamwork and you're just exercising skills that you don't even think about because maybe you're enjoying what you're doing and that kind of takes the stress off of building the skill. So something that I realized is I was in college and college went fast because I was working three jobs. At one point, I, when I was a sophomore, I was vice president of rules and regulations. It was a very difficult position on student senate and taking full load of classes. It was a lot. And I remember thinking to myself, like, why am I doing this? And now I'm in the position that I have a little bit more free time to think on it. So although it might've been overwhelming then, now I look back and I just think, wow, I really built so many skills I didn't even know that I was building until now and looking back. So something that is super important right now is definitely teamwork and working together, um, especially in social services, it's not going anywhere. So. You're always going to need to work with people and have good communication with people. And being on Student Senate, you're an entire group of people making decisions, um, hopefully trying to better the student life on campus. And that's a team. And it was really frustrating then um, because I didn't know how to work well in a team. That's not something I really did in high school. Well, being in a club like that really forced me to exercise that skill. It might not be something you like, and I really definitely didn't like it, but because I was pushed to do that between work and activities, now I'm better at it. So it's definitely important, and I'm better at communicating. Like, I've realized that when you're in a stressful situation, you need to get to the point. So I've just become progressively better at it just by doing it for a couple years and you don't even realize until it's over and then you start evaluating yourself or you get that job and you're like, wow, I'm actually a really great communicator and I'm really good at teamwork. On the same line of Student Senate and your role with the Vice President of Rules and Regs, you talked a lot about writing reports and, and putting those things together. And of course, Dr. Slattery's classes are a lot of report writing and case studies and things like that. So you gained that experience. How did those things prepare you for your current career? As anyone in the social services field, but as the family service worker, you're working with a caseload in a normal year. This is a COVID year, but in a normal year, it's usually about 52 families that I would be working with. Right now, I think I have 36. When you're talking to each family, in a matter of a week, you need to know how to evaluate what you talked about and reflect on it and then put it into words, whether that be on paper or 
in whatever kind of software that you're using. We use something called Child Plus. That's where we keep all of our information, literally anything on any of our families, just to keep track so that we know we don't get anyone mixed up. We know exactly where everyone's at, what they need, what's the next step. Well, writing all those reports, um, especially SOAP notes in Dr. Slattery's class, I use those in work. I couldn't tell you how ecstatic my supervisor was when she found out I knew what a SOAP note was because that was a training that they had taken, I think like a year or two before I had started and everyone had to learn what that was. So she was just super excited that I had known. And for those of you who don't know what a SOAP note is, it's basically a very, very specific um, and descriptive way of writing your interview or meeting with someone. You basically write so that someone else feels like they're there when they're reading it. And that's a lot of what I had to do for Senate too, because for the people who weren't there, they needed to know what was going on so that we can make a decision on if the club was allowed to um, become official, we needed to know those details. Between both of those classes, it really taught me how to pick at what is really important and how to phrase it, especially in a non-offensive way and an appropriate way and a very descriptive way so that people feel like they were right there at the meeting. And doing it at the time, I was so frustrated and I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to get this done. I wish I didn't have to be this specific and I just wish it was over. And now that is like all I do every single day. I document everything. My boss always says documentation, 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 so that you back yourself up, that you actually did it. And this is what happened. And this is what they said whenever you were talking to them, but also for your own reference, because in my field, I'm really trying to help people set goals and reach those goals. And I can't help them reach them if I don't know every single detail. And let's be honest, I'm not going to remember every single detail. So it's very important to be as specific as possible. And I, I owe all the credit to Senate and my classes, especially Dr. Slattery's class for that skill. Cause it was so frustrating then, but now I'm so grateful that I worked so hard on those assignments and on those descriptions for Senate because now I'm naturally quicker at it. Right, right. Yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes when we are in the moment, it feels like the most awful assignment in the history of the world. Um, and it feels really uncomfortable, but I think we have established uh, multiple times throughout your interview that the more uncomfortable you are, the more growth seems to happen. <laughs> I'm just going to say that realistically, you're only uncomfortable with it because you're not used to it. And it's so much better once you get used to it, but to get used to it, you just kind of have to bite the bullet and, and just do it. Right. Because it, it, it's uncomfortable to be reflective as you create the portfolio. It is uncomfortable to go through the practice interview process. It is uncomfortable to do those hard assignments. It is uncomfortable to do teamwork. But through all of those very uncomfortable things, you come out on the other side stronger, brighter, wiser, more equipped, and more confident. Um, and I, I definitely know I saw that growth in you. You, you seem to have you believe in yourself and, and believe that you have had that growth as well. So we are so excited. So for those of you who are out there listening, T Tatum is no different than you. You can do all of these really uncomfortable things too. <laughs> and I, I really, <laughs> something that I think that was just really important and I really hated it. And I remember 
everyone preaching it to me. And it got to the point where I was like, oh my gosh, shut up. Like, I don't want to hear it anymore. I'm so sick of this is constructive criticism. And it is so hard to take, but it is so beneficial to just keep reminding yourself, like, you're probably not good at it but you're gonna get better if you practice it. No one's good at it when they first start, it's okay. You're not supposed to be a professional right away that, or else you wouldn't be in class or you wouldn't be even beginning your first job in your career. You do it so you learn and you get better. The most important part is that you're reflecting and learning on it. Yes, and back to our very exciting motivational tip, also uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so uncomfortable. I still hate it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that it ever becomes pleasant. Um, I, I don't care how old we get or how long we've been doing it. It's sometimes hard to hear. I had um, actually heard one of my colleagues share a tip that, thank you for sharing that with me. I need 24 hours to process this. So you, know, you have to let yourself time to process this information. Um, and Tatum, I think that's why you kept coming back to me. You're like, I need to process all of this. But I did. And it is sometimes it's like, don't be ashamed if it's a lot at once. Um, I cannot comprehend a lot at once. I have to do like one thing at a time. <laughs> and we're all sort of wired that way. So it's, it's okay. Um, so you have shared so much with our listeners tonight. And I, I hope that they can see a part of themselves, maybe not see, we're audio, maybe they can hear a part of themselves in your story and, and really relate to you. Um, and I, I do think that, that you are so relatable because you are a first generation student, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, very common for our Clarion University students to be, you know, the first one in their family to, to come to college and navigate this. And you have been so successful and you have done so well. And we are so proud to see your wings up and see you <laughs> flying to great success. So thank you so much for joining us. Tatum, if people want to connect with you, can they do that through LinkedIn? I was just going to say, if anyone wants to talk to me literally about anything, because I absolutely love helping, which is why I'm in social services. So yeah, LinkedIn. Connect with Tatum on LinkedIn. She would be more than happy to, to help you out that way. But you can also sign up for a mentor on the Golden Eagle Gateway. So you can go to clarion.edu slash mentor. Take advantage of the professional development workshops that Tatum spoke so highly of, and, and you can have your own success story that in a few years we can feature on the, the Career Gear podcast as well. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you, Tatum, for joining us. Thanks for asking me. This was fun.